Excuse me, who lives here? Who lives here? A couple of weeks ago, I was showing a home to clients and, much to my surprise... Who lives here? It was supposed to be a vacant property. And when I walked in, there were like a dozen young people in there who weren't supposed to be there. Hello, everybody. Come on, smile for me. Smile for me. So I confronted them. Smile for me. And they ran. That's great, guys. And I got it all on video. So after this incident, I started to think about the security of listed homes and also the security of me as a realtor and my fellow realtors. Do you live here? Do you live here? What are you guys doing in here? I'm Desmond Brown and welcome to Sold in the Six. So today we're going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to be interviewed about that actual incident and hopefully after we chat today we'll be able to look at some measures that can keep your home safe once it's listed and also a couple of measures that will keep us as realtors safe. Hey Des. Doug, how are you? I'm good. Uh, for long time listener, first time caller, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. Okay, so this is Doug Downs and Doug is my producer with Podcast at Pop. So he's going to join us today. And luckily, Doug is a longtime journalist and broadcaster. So welcome to Sold in the Six, Doug. Thanks, Des. I really appreciate it because you and I, when you showed me this video, and of course, there's a link in the show notes. Uh, mm -hmm. you got to see the video if you're listening no, you to this. Do. You and I were talking about it. we got to do an episode on this. And we were wrapping our heads around how to do it. And we just thought, you know, you're, you're in this case you're the one that should really speak to it. So mm -hmm. walk me through this. You're, oh. you're, you're walking down a street. Were you downtown or were you no. east side? And, yeah. And, I was, and I was in, what did you find? Well, so it was a Saturday morning, 10 a.m. And I book all of the appointments for my showings a day ahead. So I had five houses booked to, to show on that Saturday morning. So our first appointment was 10 a.m. in a neighborhood um, in Toronto called East York. So I showed up at the property and the key was in the lockbox. I got the lockbox code issued to me from the listing agent and I got the key out of the lockbox and I was with my clients. I went to the screen door uh, for the porch and the key wouldn't fit in. And you know, that, that happens sometimes. I said, oh, okay, this key's probably for the back door. So let's go around to the back. So. I took my clients around to the back, and when I got to the back door, the door was unlocked. <laughs> so I opened the door, and all of a sudden, I saw this young lady jump up from the living room and run upstairs. So I started thinking, okay, sometimes we're told that properties are vacant, and it's a mistake. So I never thought that there was anything wrong, but then I saw a couple of other young people scrambled down the stairs. So I started yelling out like, hello, hello. Do you, do you live here? Do you live here? Next thing I know. Have you pulled your camera out at this point? Well, or? then, yeah, I pulled out my camera because I figured there's something wrong here. Excuse me, who lives here? Who lives here? Who lives here? Hello, everybody. Come on, smile for me. Smile for me. Smile for me. 
That's great, guys. They're scrambling around. They're not answering me. So I pulled out my I pulled out my phone and I started videotaping this, you know, because that's what teenagers do these days, right? <laughs> they start video. Yeah. So I felt like a teen for just a few minutes there. So I started videotaping these kids, and wow, I found out that they had ended up getting into the home somehow overnight, and they held a party in this house. How many kids? There were about a dozen of them. So you know, I. I I didn't mean to chase them out. I would have loved if they would have stayed there so I could get better video of them, right? <laughs> but they started leaving, so I started following them with my phone, and I filmed them on the way out the door. And uh, even the last kid, when you see this video, I came back, and he just pretty well just took his time, grabbed his shoes, like, yeah, you know, grabbed his shoes, grabbed his stuff, his backpack. Hey, what are you guys doing in here? Squatting? What? Did you break into the house? No. I it was open. Oh, yeah. That's great. Anybody else here? Nope. He was almost like irritated that I had come along and broken up the party. <laughs> and if you look at the video, he's got, because of COVID, he's, he's got his mask on. So he must have felt, you know, some degree of anonymity or, or maybe he didn't care. Yeah, I think it's more that he didn't care. And actually, wow. you know, this video went viral. And uh, it was picked up by a couple of um, Instagram users who have like thousands and thousands and thousands of followers. And we ended up identifying this kid at the end. Oh. I got his name and his address and I passed it on to the police and the police said, well, we need the person who gave you this information to testify in court for this. And I said, but I'm giving you an address. I'm giving you his name. I don't think they're going to do anything about it. So that's the frustrating part of it. And Yeah, because it's right there on video, too. They could listen to the voice, all that. Oh, it's all there. It's all there. Um, the other thing was, is that not only did they party in the house, but they cooked hamburgers. <laughs> Right. It's not funny. It's not, it's it not is funny. Not but, funny, but it's yeah. funny. They cooked hamburgers yeah. because there were uh, there was a frying pan that was used that was in the in the sink. They baked French fries, and um, they also uh, washed it down with Crown Royal and Red Bull. Uh -huh. Right. So those were all the empties, and they trashed the place. Right. The, the, there was uh, staging furniture that was used because the property was vacant. And they trashed the bed, the baby's crib, um, the couches that were in there. It was just a total lack of respect for this Is it home. just an overnight, do you think? Or do you think they were there for a couple of days? No, then? no, it was just overnight. I spoke yeah. to the listing agent. And, and the listing agent said to me that there was a, sh a showing up. I think about uh, the last showing is about 7 o'clock on that Friday evening. So... These kids must have been watching this place and waited till dark to move in. So I'm also hearing that they got in through a window uh. that was on the front porch because, like I said, there, there was no sign of forced entry at all. The police said there was no sign of forced entry. Or did they have a key? Well, the one key was in the lockbox and locked away properly when I got there. So, yeah, I, it probably makes sense that... Either they got in through a window or the agent who showed it or did the last showing on the property left the door unlocked. And that's not unusual either. And that's why, Ooh. you know, we go and check our listings at the end of every day. Right, 
Right. So this this brings up a whole path of questions that, that come out of two streams. One is the security of homes mm-hmm. when they're on the market and vacated. Um, yeah. And the other is uh, the the safety of realtors, quite frankly. So let, let's go down these one at a time. Security of homes. Typically, it's a key in a lockbox. There's a code to that lockbox. Yes. Is the does the code remain the same? How is the code passed around? How do you get it? How does that work? Okay, so when we book appointments, we go through the listing brokerage's office. So I wanted to like in this particular case, I wanted to show this property. I booked the appointment, and then I was sent the code to the lockbox by email, and there's a, a there, there, there's a procedure that um, all the listing brokerages have to go through. I can't just call up and say I'm Desmond Brown. I have to prove it, and that's why you know it. You know, an email is sent back to me. They they know my um, my real estate license number, all of that stuff. So that's why the email is sent back to me, and the instructions are sent in that way. I just can't phone. That that's the second step is the confirmation. Then the information is sent back to me. So I was issued that lockbox, and lockboxes are very common, commonly used in um, in selling properties. Sure. And the codes, you know, uh, the codes are used during the duration of the listing. However, what I do after I sell a listing is I either number one take the key out of the lockbox and remove the lockbox, or two we change the code on the lockbox because. In most cases, the person who bought the house wants to look at the house before closing. So we leave the key in the lockbox, but now we have a different code for it. And then they'll call again, or their agent will call, and we'll go through that same process and issue them the lockbox and the new code. Okay. And and in terms of someone in the neighborhood having a key from a past relationship with the previous owners... Not much you can do. Should people change their locks when they vacate oh, the home? That's a really good story I have about this as well. So I posted the video also on my company Facebook page. And the comments that I got were incredible. One of my one of my <laughs> colleagues said that um, she had a property that she had sold. She was a listing agent. And after the property closed, the new buyers didn't move in for a week. Now, I guess the previous owners knew this because the previous owner's teenage son caught wind of this. And after the property closed and they didn't and they didn't own the property anymore, the previous owner's son went in and had a huge party in the property oh, wow. before the, the new owners moved in. And then, there, of course, was a lot of damage and so on. So... If the things that are coming up um, after bringing this to light were very, very interesting and actually very surprising. It even, um, you know, we, and we'll talk about this a little later too. I know Doug uh, is about the, is about realtor safety, because a lot of people said, you know, Des, thank God you were okay. And you know, I'm not an intimidating type of person. I'm not huge. I'm not, I'm not aggressive. But in this particular case, I was very assertive to the point where the kids really, they didn't confront me. They just knew they were wrong and got out. Um, and plus I had a couple of clients with me too. So maybe they said, you know, there are three of them. And if we're going to try something on him, it's it's not going to end well or whatever. Who knows? But um, I'm always aware of what my next step is going to be. 
you know, even when you walk down the streets of Toronto and all that, you got to look over your shoulder. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just the way to be out there. And when I'm showing houses, I'm always cautious about, you know, what could happen if I'm in there. Is there somebody in there? You know, and we've walked in on people. Uh, <laughs> I've walked in on people who are actually in bed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they get, yeah. You didn't roll video <laughs> on that, though. Right? I didn't roll video <laughs> no. on that one. No, like I said, sometimes we're, we're told that the properties are vacant and they're not. I thought when I saw this video, which you're right, went viral, I thought you handled that perfectly because you're right. Your tone was assertive, and I've worked with you for the better part of a year and change, gotten to know you a bit. And and Mm -hmm. while I've always known assertion was somewhere in there, we've never (laughs) – you and I get along, (laughs) so it's never come up. Um, The other thing is as as there must have been – there's a shock and there has to be a fear, very primal instincts. And we're yeah. told that fight, flight, and mm-hmm. freeze are the natural instincts. And in 2021, in, in the 2020s here, maybe yes. fight, flight, freeze, roll camera is, yeah. is you know, <laughs> exactly. the instinct that we need to start adopting. Um, mm-hmm. Were you scared? No, not at all. Not at all. I, I could see that they were scrambling and that... They were probably um, more afraid than I was, but I wasn't afraid at all. Okay. I just knew that there were some people in that house that were not doing the right thing. And, you know, still, while I was walking through and doing the camera, I was prepared, you know, that if something were to happen, I would have either ran or I would have kicked or I would have, you know, screamed or whatever. Who knows, right? Yeah. I wouldn't scream, but, you know, um, I would have done something to protect myself one way or another. Like it. Like my, um, my, my, my son's um, martial arts uh, sensei always told him, the first thing to do is run. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. Um, so, and you, this, this went viral. Um, you provided it to media. I've got some great contacts in the media. Um, yeah. I know Joe Warmington ran a, ran a great piece on it. Um, mm-hmm. Published to social media as well, which I completely agree with. But once something goes viral... Boy, not everybody thinks alike. There, there were for oh. the most part, you got support, <laughs> but there were definitely people that thought by by rolling camera and publishing this to social media that you did the wrong thing. What did oh, you hear? Oh, you get well. We had we had some people saying, "Well, it's been COVID, and the kids need a place to go and party." <laughs> you know? I was like, "Oh my god!" I had people saying that I was a wimp. Right, that if it were them, uh, they would have uh, been beating the hell out of yeah, these Van kids. Damme. Right, they'd have Van Damme. Oh yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> that. Um, yeah, he's soft. That 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 realtor's soft, you know. And um, what an idiot, you know. These realtors are making too much money anyway. Who cares? Way you to know? shame the kids. Somebody said. Yeah. Right? Way to shame them. Yeah, yeah. Shame these kids. These poor kids. I I really feel for them. They have no feel for them. They have nowhere to go to party. Oh my God! I'm tired of these apologists out here. I really am. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought you did the right thing. A, a bit of an aside question here. Um, I'm wondering if there's a place in Toronto if I'm ever looking for a mortgage broker, <laughs> I could find a mortgage broker. You wouldn't happen to know one, would you? Oh, Doug, Doug, you live in Calgary. So yes, if you are moving to Toronto, I would say get pre-qualified before you go out and shop. And check out my mortgage broker, Jason Georgopoulos of Dominion Lending. Like I always say, he'll get you the best rates and terms available. And you can reach him by emailing jasong at dominionlending.ca. 
okay um the safety issue here because because mm-hmm. this is this is really important it it could have been that you weren't with anyone yeah. that you were just doing a home check you could have been on your own rolling camera may not have made the the mice scurry away uh, as they did in this case yeah so true you actually could have been in danger here. yeah I, I i really could have and unfortunately realtors have been killed on the job realtors have been raped and again in our society it's usually the women that get the brunt of this behavior and it's the sad yeah. sad thing so there my my colleague Jennifer who has been on uh this podcast uh, when she's showing a property to someone she hasn't met, she tells her partner at home that, she says, Sylvie, I'll be showing this property at 5.30. We go through our routine, okay? And Sylvie says, yes. Now, that routine is that five minutes into that showing, so if it's a 5.30 showing, about 5.35, Sylvie's calling Jen. And Jen says, oh, excuse me, I've got to take this call. And then they have a code. So I'm not going to tell you what it is, but if Jennifer Mm -hmm. says a certain thing to Sylvie during that phone call, Sylvie knows right away to call 911 to get somebody dispatched or get the police dispatched over there as soon as possible. And Jen also will take off. That is her code. If that is just like call she knows that Jen is leaving the scene right away. And Jen has no problem leaving the client in that house if she feels like she's in danger. She's getting out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think a lot of the agents, and especially the female agents, should have some type of safety process in place when they are showing properties to to people, especially who they don't know for the first time. Makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't think this is a but. I think it's an and. Mm-hmm. Realtors also live in a world when they meet someone new, therefore strange, that they're trying to make a positive impression. Um, they're they trying are. to yes, we are. let people have their – people make jokes. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes personalities don't necessarily jive and fit, but not so much offside that that you wouldn't be able to work with them. That's a delicate balance, especially in that first five, 10 minutes. And, and you're showing a home potentially alone. Oh, um, yeah. That is, I'd be scared. Definitely. And, and I think that's why, you know, I'm lucky being a male, first of all. And secondly, a lot of the people I deal with, I like get 95% of my business is repeat and referral business. Mm-hmm. So people are coming highly recommended to me and I'm coming highly recommended to them. Um, but there are some other things I think that, you know, realtors, if there are any of you out there listening, um, should do when they are showing. And number one is daylight showings. Have the showings during the daytime. Um, I also mentioned make sure you tell somebody what you're doing, whether it's your partner at home, whether um, it's a colleague at the office that you are meeting somebody for the first time and, you know, just please be aware that I'm going on this showing and have some type of safety mechanism in place. The other thing is, you know, with all all this planning ahead, when you're in the home, don't be walking in the rooms before these people, Ah. right? Let them go up the stairs first. Let them go into the rooms first. You don't want to be trapped in a room. So this is that I remember um, when I was first learning leadership, uh, one of the security things they taught us 
was um, never be boxed in in the room, that I'm always closest right, to the yeah. door. If I'm sensing there's, there's, you know, if you're letting someone go or any other kind of conversation that might not go well. Yeah, no, for sure, right? Just don't well, try not to get yourself into that type of situation. The other thing is, is that a lot of, um, well, I know a few female agents who actually have their husbands or their partners drive them uh-huh. to the appointments. So because of COVID, we're not putting a lot of people in our cars these days. So we're meeting them at the properties. And that's a good way of doing it. You know, have that buddy system. Don't be alone when you're showing that house. Um, in the United States, I was reading about this, and agents are actually armed. Some of the agents are actually packing heat. Like in Texas. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I read an article uh, where an agent actually in self-defense ended up shooting and killing uh, somebody who had tried to harm them when they were showing a property. And that's, I mean, we're here in Canada, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't know much about guns up here, but uh, that's that's something that, you know, um, hopefully we never get to that point where we can carry firearms, but at the same time, we have to be... We have to be cognizant of um, of our safety. Um, so carrying weapons, you know, if the weapon ends up in the wrong hands, then we have a problem. Some people even carry have been carrying pepper spray. Right. Um, yes. You know, um, but I think one of the most important things here is to trust your gut. You know, trust your gut. If something doesn't feel right, don't be embarrassed about that feeling and get mm-hmm. the heck out of there. Good points. Um, you mentioned COVID, and that, that brings up um, some questions about the incident that happened. Here you had about a dozen young people, age range 16 to 19, maybe 16 to 20, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> we live in a world of COVID. <laughs> they yeah, had do. already broken the law. They had broken societal convention just by being there. Um what was that looked into? Any fears of, uh, of viral spread? No, it never came up. Okay. It never came up. And I know that any gathering is a concern right now, you know, all across the world. Mm-hmm. And I know we had a, a gathering uh, last week for uh, the colleagues that my wife works with. And when she put out the notice to some 20 people to, to come over, because she had never, she hadn't even met them in person since she started this job. Everything's on Zoom calls and so on. But she, when she put out the notice, she said, "We'd like to have you over, but I'm sorry if you don't have the double vaccination, uh, you can't attend." And everybody was really, really comfortable with that. A few people declined, and they had different reasons for declining. And we don't know if it's because they didn't have. The vaccination or not, but mm-hmm. the people who came actually even commented and thanked my wife, Alice, who's also been on this show, of course, um, for having that in place. Mm-hmm. She's, they, they said they felt a lot more comfortable coming, knowing that people were had all had their vaccinations. And last question, um, from a home security and a realtor safety perspective, it seems to me that cameras outside the home... Uh-huh. Uh, and any other recording mechanisms. I don't know if inside the home is even legal, um, but outside the home for sure, because I've got them. There are no cameras on this this home. Okay, yes. 
There are no cameras on this home. It's great to have, I mean, a lot of us have ring cameras now, nest cameras and so on. Uh, they really, really help. However, if you are a potential buyer and you're going through a home, mm -hmm. be aware that you are being watched and you are being heard because I'll tell you a little story about um, I was managing a, an office a number of years ago and I got a call from an irate seller and he says, I want out of my listing right now. And I said, why? And he says, your agent is not representing me properly. And I said, well, what happened? Well, I have it all on audio here. When he was showing the property yesterday, he disclosed some information that he wasn't supposed to disclose. And I said, well, what's that information? He disclosed that I'm getting divorced. And he said to the potential buyer that they could get a good deal because it was a divorce. Oh. And I have this all on audio. Wow. Wow. So there's something there. Also, if you're a potential buyer, don't be talking about what you would be offering in price or anything like that about the yeah. at, while you're in the property because you could be heard. And even with the ring doorbells, you go out to the front porch. I'm always telling people, shh. Because we're being, we're being watched, you're being heard right now. If you want to talk about price, talk about terms on coming in with an offer, let's do it somewhere else. But we're not doing it around the house. Well, Des, I'm glad you're okay. Um, and I'm glad you and I had a chance to chat about this. It's, uh, it's been great. Yeah, exactly. And I've never had a video go viral before, so I'm pretty thrilled about that. That's awesome. I yeah. feel like a millennium, you know, <laughs> or a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined it. <laughs> I ruined, yeah, there I go. I don't even know what I am. <laughs> uh, but a quick update. So we got the name and um, the name and address of that one person who we thought was at the end there. When I called the police, the police said, oh, it's him. We know him. And I said, Really? I said, um, what did he do? Oh, we can't tell you that. Okay, thank you. Um, can you tell me if he's age of majority or is he a minor? They did tell me that he was not a minor. So that's all they would tell me. Well, whether they follow up with this kid or not, I don't know. I'm very doubtful they will. And I also got an email from a bus driver who has a route right in that neighborhood who recognized... A number of the kids hmm. and asked me for the report number or the uh from the uh toronto police and i gave him that so he's going to be uh giving some information to the police about some of these kids and where where they live he knows where they live as well hmm. so it worked the video worked in that respect right now it's just up to yeah lots of parents finding out about their kids too so yeah let's hope they care mm -hmm. yes agreed anyway doug thanks very much it was nice to be on the other side of this for a change it's nice to be with you And that's our latest episode of Sold in the Sixth, and I'd like to thank my producers, Podcasts That Pop. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe to Sold in the Sixth, and you'll start receiving new episodes automatically. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram. My handle is Des in the Sixth. That's six spelt with the number six, I-X, you know, the cool way. And I also have a website. Check that out. It's in the inthesixrealestate.com. If you have a story idea or just want to get in touch with me, feel free to email me at des at desmondbrown.ca. I'm Desmond Brown. Until next time. <laughs>